I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. Today, my guest is Courtney Gear Lillard, and Courtney graduated from QU with a bachelor's in communication and a master's degree uh, from Western Illinois University. She and her husband, Darren, also a QU alum, currently reside in Lincoln, Nebraska, where Darren is completing his doctoral degree program in saxophone performance. Courtney works for Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Nebraska in their government, marketing, and sales department. In today's episode, Courtney is going to share with us her road to QU and how she used her free time as an opportunity to try something that she's passionate about. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's start back uh, at the beginning and how you came to QU. What, what brought you here? Well, I'm originally from Appleton, Wisconsin, so I've kind of been all over the Midwest these past few years. Um, so Appleton is about seven and a half hours away from Quincy. So when I was searching for colleges my senior year of high school, I knew that I wanted a smaller private Catholic university because that was something I was familiar with and something that I knew I would be successful with when pursuing my degree. QU was actually the nearest option that I had and one that nobody else in my high school was going to. So that was another sort of on the side aspect that I was looking for was something a little bit more unique, a little bit more out of the way. So I actually never toured QU when I came until my registration day, which was a couple months actually before I had moved in for band camp at the beginning of August. And that's essentially when my college career started. So you got here to QU, and I I know you were somebody that became involved on campus. Tell us about the types of things that you did here. I started out, well, I just mentioned I was in the marching band and I played percussion and I sort of just embraced all of the music departments because again, that was something I was familiar with. And that's actually how I met my husband. Um, I know we, we met at band camp, that whole, (laughs) the whole joke there. Um, So I had joined and then I also became a student ambassador right away because of the work study program that was available. And Tammy Deusterhouse was sort of like my godmother away from home. (laughs) She just did an amazing job um, integrating me into the campus life. And so I started doing that. And as the years progressed, I joined a couple of um, honorary societies. I joined the Music Honorary Society, Kappa Kappa Psi, and I also joined Lambda Pi Eta, which is the Communications Honor Society. Um, I think the only other thing I did as well, um, I was a tutor in the Student Success Center, which actually was first in development my sophomore or junior year. So that was also something completely new that I was able to be a part of. What is it that you love the most about QU? Oh, gosh, there's many things. (laughs) But the first one that comes to mind definitely has to be the class sizes and the personal interactions that you have when you're a student at QU. So I had gone to graduate school at Western Illinois University, which is an amazing school, and their communications department was very small and personal as well, so I got to know my classmates as well. But since we moved to Lincoln, and I see a lot going on with the University of Nebraska and with my husband's classes, it's 
it's different for sure to have hundreds or dozens even of students in your classes. The smaller number of students at QU are paired with competent faculty. They allow you to have those one-on-one interactions with them. And honestly, I think a lot of people, myself included, take that for granted until you don't have it. Um, when you see it, when you need to see a professor, you can stop in their office, you can make appointments because they are available. A lot of the larger universities don't have that, that personal relationship with their students. And it's not, not their fault, not anything like that. It just, it's the amount of students that they have. Um, one of my friends from UNL mentioned that sometimes they would just rather skip their lectures and listen and watch the recorded lecture um, to learn the material at their own pace because in a classroom with hundreds of students you just you can't do that you can't slow down the lecture to ask questions and it's hard to understand the value of an education when there are dozens or hundreds of other students around you being taught the same thing in the same manner so definitely that's the first thing that comes to mind and the thing that I will tell anyone interested in looking at a university or specifically QU. Well, it, it's great to hear that you're uh, still an ambassador for us uh, even uh, after graduation. <laughs> so thank you for that. Always, always. Well, let's take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Courtney about her passion for writing and her newly published books. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. We know that choosing where to take the next step is hard. At Quincy University, we help you design a personalized visit that answers your most pressing questions. Tour campus, visit one-on-one with expert faculty and staff, meet with coaches, enjoy lunch in our main dining room, and learn more about the value of a Quincy University education. Visit quincy.edu visit and start planning for your success at Quincy University today. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. Today, my guest is Courtney Gear Lillard. And Courtney, talk to us a little bit about these new books that you published. Right now, I have two books published, um, a part of my series. It's called the Dark Angel series. And it is a young adult epic fantasy story centered around the character named Cora and her mentor Byron, as well as a handful of other characters that they meet along the way. Um, I plan on it being at least six books, maybe with a seventh. I haven't decided yet. Um, And I'm actually writing the end of the sixth one as well. So um, it's aimed at young adults and adults who enjoy the fantasy genre. I like to keep everything pretty PG, PG PG-13. So there's not... um, not too many elements that would be considered too mature for any sort of audience. Um, In that setting, there are light and dark mages. Uh, They cast spells by manipulating the energy throughout their body. And the protagonists are dark mages who encounter what are known as angels in the book. So they're a race of humans able to manifest wings. So what I like to do with the series, too, is play with the idea of different 
stereotypes that we would know. So again, the characters are light and dark. You know, you usually associate with that with good or evil. And in the story, they're not. They're just, they have different abilities. Um, There's also, again, angels, which wouldn't be angels as we know it. They're just a different race. Um, And then demons as well, which are different creatures that might be more familiar. Um, But then again, you have to question who you can trust and what each of their roles is. So um, each book is a different direct continuation of the story after the first book. So tell me a little bit about how the story first came to be. How did, how did you come up with this concept? You know, honestly, I don't think I can pinpoint when I originally came up with it because it's, it's been about a decade since I actually started putting this together. Um, actually, the introduction to the antagonist in the first book was the first scene that I ever considered. And um, from there, I just expanded the story. I wrote some notes. Sometimes during classes, my freshman year at CU, I'll admit it. <laughs> we'll hope um, your professors again, are not listening. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> hopefully they're supporting a, a little creativity, but no, no, no. <laughs> um, I actually didn't consider writing seriously until I had graduated from Western Illinois University in 2018. I started job hunting, so I had a lot of free time in between what I was currently doing, and I actually started with writing the end of the fourth book, which is sort of the most climactic point in the series. And then I ended up going back writing the first book. Um, My husband actually pushed me to publish because that had always been something that was on my bucket list was publishing a book. And lo and behold, it ended up turning into a whole series. That's, that's awesome. What a great, what a great story. No pun intended. (laughs) Speaking of stories, what do you, what do you think makes a good story? What are the elements of a good story to you? I think one of the main aspects of a good story is that the author is able to play and push their own strengths. Um, A lot of times authors will have specific aspects of their writing that when they sit down to put words on a page, that's the first thing that comes to mind is what do I want to put out there? What part of myself do I want to put into this? So for example, I like to, I take a lot of pride in writing my characters and developing them throughout the series because I have that opportunity over multiple books. I also enjoy writing dialogue because I like to make it more relatable uh, to the readers so that everyone has the opportunity to read it and find specific characters that they like or they might relate to. In the fantasy genre, it is especially important because there is so much that you can branch off with. If you think of any sort of large fantasy stories, um, you can consider the world building, the language that the author uses. You have the plot, and if it is solid and tight, or if there are different plot holes available, So I I definitely think as long as an author is able to play on their strengths and they understand what those are, that plays a huge role into making a good story. What do you think the most surprising thing was that you learned when writing the books? (laughs) Well, there's always something that you're able to learn in any profession, especially if it's one that you are going out and pursuing such as self-published. Just writing the book 
and sending it to literary agents. That's, that's not how it's done anymore. And that was one of the biggest aspects of writing and publishing that I learned. Um, there are sites, for example, Amazon and Lulu that let you publish. You can create covers. You can market your book. So with thousands of people publishing every day, you have to learn what makes your story unique and who wants to read it, how you can reach out to a wider audience. If you ask any author, odds are they'll probably say marketing and selling their book is the most difficult thing. So in today's day and age, you can't just be a writer. You have to be a salesperson. And this is what I'm currently working on and learning in order to revamp my series. So if uh, one of our listeners is interested, where, where would they get one of, a copy of your book or, or multiple cop, copies? I have them available on Amazon.com if you just search any of the titles of the books or the Dark Angel series. The first book is titled The Shadow's Breath, and the second one is titled The Guardian's Deception. I also have them available on my website and on my Facebook and Instagram pages that I am most active on. You can just search either author Courtney Lillard on Instagram or the Dark Angel series, Courtney Lillard, the Dark Angel series um, on Facebook, and you can find that page with the links to the website. Well, Courtney, my, my thanks for being our guest today and sharing this exciting information with us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we talk to faculty, staff, Franciscan friars, and QU alums to hear their story about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a hawk.